Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. to read your emails and your tweets it's wednesday june 9th this is the no dunks podcast on the athletic network i'm still j.e skeets and that right there well he's still tass mellis what's hey, up hey everybody hey big guy we got my top shot hot boy fellow freak saving frogs out there in the world today trey kirby hey yo hey, hey yo. yo the international man of mystery Always taking it to the max, Leolis. Friends. Mm. <laughs> and last, certainly not least, mm. making the magic happen, it's JD. Hello. There he is. Here we are. Shout out to the stream team joining us once again live on YouTube. Take a second, everybody. Nice breath. Exhale. I've been watching a lot of yoga with Adrian. But like, like, like the video. That's all we have. Just go over, click, boom, like it, done. Leave a comment below the video and subscribe if you haven't already. Tell a friend to subscribe. We're oh so close to 40,000 subscriptions. Let's do it. Let's do it by happy hour tomorrow night at the very least, okay? That's enough time. That's like 24 hours still to get less than 100 people to subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. I think we can do that. Before we get to today's great questions, you guys were awesome at sending them in. Keep them coming. NoDunksAtTheAthletic.com to email them in, tweet them in, at no Dunks Inc. Leave them in the YouTube comments. Before we get to those, there's only one playoff game on tonight. Game two between the Nuggets and the Suns. So we're going to have lots of time on tomorrow's morning podcast on The Daily Show, live at 10 a.m. Eastern on YouTube, to discuss the Pacers firing coach Nate Bjorkren after one season, reports that LeBron is chasing, changing his jersey number from 23 back to 6. I mean, that's got a lot of people opening their eyes there, Lily. Whoa, Lance Stevenson's old Lakers number? That's what he's wearing? <laughs> yeah, about that. So, so if you came here to the beach today thinking we might talk about those things that were breaking after our daily show this morning, we're not. We'll just save it for tomorrow. Because again, we only have one game and we can do a real deep dive on Nugget Suns game two. So let's get to the questions, Tess. Yeah, we got a good batch here. First one. It's a simple one, a quick one. Which potential finals matchup would you like to see the most? That's from Hamza H. Skeets, what do you got? Eight teams remaining. Who do you want to see matched up in the finals? Well, if I'm being completely honest, the Raptors are out of it. So I don't truly care. I like a lot of these teams remaining. I'm excited with any sort of matchup you can come up with. To win $100, I guess my answer is any team in the West versus any team <laughs> besides the Nets in the East. That would get me 100 bucks from Tass. So sure, I'll take that. Suns next Nets I find extremely uh, just intriguing matchups wise if that were to happen and it possibly could. The tweet going around we've talked about it a number of times Tass is like five teams left in this year's playoffs have never won an NBA title, which I think is pretty cool. It's the Jazz, the Nuggets, the Suns, the Clippers, and the Nets. 76ers, the last 
remaining team in the playoffs to win a title, to win the chip. Back in 83, for crying out loud. Lee, I don't know how much you remember that Sixers title where you had the parade for that one. <laughs> but then that's Moses. followed by the Bucks in 71 and then the St. Louis Hawks in 57. Yeah, we count that for the Atlanta Hawks. <laughs> but I bring up that tweet again to add on to it something that uh, J.A. Adonde tweeted. And he said, with, despite all that, despite all these teams not having ever won one or being forever since they won one, we could still end up with Durant in his fifth NBA Finals going for his third ring versus Kawhi in his fourth Finals going for his third ring. I thought it was a great point. It's, it's possible, of course, the Clippers are down here and that's looking like a, a juggernaut. But Clippers-Nets, that narrative, that matchup task, I think is, uh, you know, obviously uh, would be exciting. Uh, the, the, the chase for those rings. But my yeah. answer, honestly, to this question is I don't care, and I, I love a lot of these teams remaining, so it doesn't matter to me. Yeah, and not to be a, a curmudgeon, but I think the clippers net series would be the series where there wouldn't be a team to root for for a lot of people <laughs> because a yeah, lot of yeah. people hate the Clippers and a lot of people hate the Nets. Uh, and so... Would it do ratings? I think so. I think I think mm-hmm. it's still, even though it's not the Lakers, still a huge market. And even though it's not the Knicks, still a huge market. Uh, so I think there will be a lot of people hate watching that thing. Uh, but yeah, good. It, it, it does probably have the the biggest of storylines from individual players. The right. Nets for for sure, and uh, I think the Clippers as well. You know that probably trumps whether it's a Jokic or, or a Chris Paul uh, or something like that. But yeah, no team in the West has ever won a finals of the remaining four teams that's pretty neat and yeah maybe brooklyn can build the lore can build a case against the new york knicks for the fight against new york uh, so i think I, I would i would probably go with that as well those two teams even though i'm in atlanta i kind of want to see the hawks there just because uh, i think i think the biggest buzz would be nets Next Clippers, even though it's weird to say that because it is the Clippers we're talking about here. It's the store yeah. by far the most star LA power in yeah. the, in any series, easily. Yeah, and like you're saying, it is New York versus LA, just mm. not the New yeah. York and LA teams that are the biggest. The matchup I want to see is Nuggets versus Sixers. Yeah, we Joel Embiid versus Nikola Jokic. These two have been circling each other for the entire season. <laughs> Who's the best center in the league? Obviously, Jokic won the MVP. Embiid came in second in voting. He could have won MVP if he stayed on the court a little bit uh, more often this season. Probably a fair series between these two teams, I would think, as well. The Nuggets are going to be better on offense. The Sixers better on defense. But Embiid and Jokic haven't played against each other since December 2019. These two have been on the top of the league for a couple of seasons at this point, but they just haven't ran into each other to actually show down, down low in the post. Uh, Shaq said that Jokic brought the big man back. Obviously, Embiid's a huge part of that as well. If those two guys are the marquee players in the finals, big men really are back. Yep, that's a good one. That it, good I mean, one. we sort of like uh, when we were talking about Jokic winning the MVP and then uh, some people spitting the narrative like how it was oddly similar and Bede going for 40 and 13 on the same day where Jokic wins MVP. That's like David Robinson and Akeem back in the 90s. Yeah, again, a bit of a stretch. That's a great one, though. Lee, do you have another one that you would throw in? We're saying Clippers, Nets because of the star power. Trey bringing up the big guys, of course, with the MVP in Jokic versus the runner-up in Embiid. Is there another one that's juicy to you? Well, I want to see the Hawks in it because we live here. It'd be great to go down to the Fortress and catch a game down there. That'd oh, those be awesome. tickets would cost $1,000 standing ah, room only. Right, yeah, but that'd be worth it. Uh, but the only other one would be the Sixers and the Jazz to see the Donovan Mitchell-Ben Simmons feud. Oh, that's kind of uh, nice one. been put on the one. back burner for a while. But wouldn't it be good to see those two go at each other? Because they'd likely match 
match up on each other as well. And, uh, of course, Donovan wasn't happy with Ben being given the Rookie of the Year because he wasn't technically a rookie. So I think they could uh, unlock that beef and get back at it. And I think uh, Joel <laughs> versus Rudy would be a good matchup as well. So I think that would be a fun series. And uh, that's the thing. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty neutral at this point, but uh, there's a, quite a few players and teams that I would like to see. I'd love to see Chris Paul get a ring. I'd love to see him in the finals because things tend to go wrong for him at some point in the playoffs. But uh, right. he would be with that one guy, I think, left who's like running out of time now to get at least uh, a one shot at the finals and, and one chance to win a ring while he's still, you know, as good as anyone else on his team. So yeah. uh, I, I would love to see that. You know, uh, it's really strange. You think about the Brooklyn Nets just quickly now, talking about Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic. They could literally win the finals win the whole thing without really having a center on their roster. Like right now, they're doing it against the Bucks with Blake Griffin at center. Then they could play Joel Embiid in the next round. They could play Nikola Jokic, and they could win the whole thing. And they don't really even have a center to stop the best centers in the game, but they could still win. It's Good just point. weird. I know they have guys that are deep on the bench that are more, you know, they're playing Blake Griffin, but they have DeAndre Jordan. I just... You know, they're just so good. That's all Remember I Remember how say. much we talked about DeAndre Jordan the first two months of the season yeah, and how this guy is playing too much? At this point, you're, you're kind of right, Tass. Like, the only time that we might see DeAndre Jordan is if they have to dust him off against Jokic or Embiid at some point just because yeah. you want another sizable guy out there who's used to guarding in the post. Alexander in the uh, stream team here when we were talking about... Uh, Hey, Clippers-Nets, that'd be a decent finals, he said. L.A. fans would cheer for the Nets, and New York fans would cheer for the Clippers. That would make it pretty funny. Uh, so maybe that's another reason why it would be a dream finals matchup. But let's hear from you guys uh, in the stream team. Leave your dream finals matchup there. And, of course, uh, below this video in the comments. Uh, let, let's see what the craziest one you can come up with. Actually, before we move on, I just got this email. I just got, some of you guys might be on this weird email thing, too, but... Uh, can you name the top five players favored to win the NBA Finals MVP right now? We, of course, don't know the teams, but there is an actual thing that you can bet on through one of these sites. Who would you think uh, the top five are? Uh, Trey, you get us started. We'll, we'll do the thing where we go around. You pick one guy. Kevin Durant. That's number one. Odds on favorite. Six, five mm -hmm. odds there to win it. Uh, Tass, have a guess. Donovan Mitchell's got to be around. Wow. Donovan Mitchell's second right now. Uh, nine to two odds. Lee. Kawhi. Nine to one odds. You guys are going in order here. Now it gets a little more difficult, Trey, with the fourth guy. Joel Embiid. He's coming in fifth. I think he's a little low at 11 to one. So there's one guy above him. Uh, and Tass, we'll throw it at you. Booker? Te Tevin Booker. Look at you guys. That's pretty impressive. Uh, yeah, 10 to one odds there. And then it goes like Gobert, Harden, Paul mm -hmm. George, Giannis way down there because I guess people are uh, saying there's no way the Bucks are getting there. <laughs> Kyrie, Chris Paul, Jokic. Jokic at 33 to one odds is the weird one to me. That's strange. Like good yeah. value right there, Skeetsy. I mean, like, exactly. Of course, they have to get there, and they probably got to win <laughs> yeah. the title. That's the tough part. But of, he's the no-brainer. Then uh, that's just too low for this insane sort of bet, in my opinion. But who's uh, got like uh, the go longest odds? You know, like a like a two fifty to one. Are we talking uh, about a the highest Danny it gets Green? to? No, the highest it gets to is Drew Holiday at a hundred to one. <laughs> okay, what's Ben okay. Simmons? Yeah, I like that. What's Ben Simmons? Ben Simmons, 40 to 1 odds to win yeah. finals MVP. You like that, do you, Lee? <laughs> yeah, just wondering where he would fall in there because, you know. You, oh, God. MVP... That, it's tough to imagine him winning a I finals know. MVP. I know. I know. You've got to usually score a little bit. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess yeah. he can. Yeah. 
I guess he averaged a triple double, let's yeah. say. But it'd be, Shut down yeah. the star guy somehow. Yeah, yeah. sure. This, this award, though, is a bit like a you know, six man award. Like the guy who scores the most tends to win. I don't think there'd ever been a sort of. Well, Equal Dollar, I guess. Yeah. I, yeah. I guess. But that'd be, the, that'd be the only one that I can think of off the top of the head where, you know, the guy who hasn't just scored a ton of points has, yeah. has not won it. But. Yeah, Seppi chimes in here with the Harden has yeah. sneaky best thoughts. Harden's a good one because even though Durant will probably score the most or Kyrie, he could get the storyline of, hey, he does the most. Yeah. You know, yeah. he could have the triple doubles out there if he ever comes back. Who the heck knows? Yeah, yeah. Who knows? We'll even see him. All right, our next question. Great start to this one. Uh, this is a fun one. Quickie here from Nathan B. Who has done the most for their value this offseason? I think the biggest climber in value would be Daniel Gafford. Any other suggestions? <laughs> yeah, that's right. We're talking about nice. Daniel Gafford here on Beach Stepping today. And he, Nathan's maybe not wrong. Uh, you know, might get, uh, you know, sees a little more value in him now that he played decently well. But Trey, uh, anyone else come to mind? I can't believe Nate Bjorkren already sent in an email for Beach Stepping. That's crazy. What a busy day for this guy. <laughs> yeah. This might sound like a ridiculous answer, but I think Chris Paul has increased his value mm-hmm. the most this postseason. Mm. Eric Pincus at Bleacher Report reported that Chris Paul is expected to decline his player option for next season to try to sign another three-year, $100 million deal, which is crazy if you were watching basketball as recently as 2018. Chris Paul signed a four-year, $160 million with a pl- deal for a, with a player option for next season. After year one in Houston, looked like one of the worst contracts in the league. He was traded for Russell Westbrook. And that was the Chris Paul Rehabilitation Tour start. The Thunder went to the playoffs, lost in seven games. The next summer, traded for Kelly Oubre Jr., Ricky Rubio, and a pick. Suddenly, the Suns are one of the best teams in the league. I don't know if $41 million a season is a bargain, but the Suns are happy to pay it right now. Chris Paul will be 37 next playoffs, but... Another three-year deal doesn't sound too crazy when you see what he's been able to do these last two years. And it's the last time that Phoenix is really going to have a chance to do this before DeAndre Ayton gets to his next contract. Pretty weird to think, though, that at 36, after we thought that he had signed maybe the worst deal in the league, Chris Paul might be the top free agent available this summer. That's crazy. (laughs) It is crazy. It's crazy he could uh, turn down $44 million next season. And it sort of makes sense for, for him. We thought, yeah, as the contract went along, of course he's going to opt in for 44 mil. But yeah, I looked at it and I thought, too, why wouldn't he rip it up? He could get exactly, yeah, something in that nature, in that ballpark for a few years. It's wild. That is yeah. wild. I mean, didn't Hayward do something similar? Yeah. Gordon Hayward? He's not an right. old man. Yeah, he's Chris, not as old as Chris Paul. He's not an old man, but he's uh, injured more than even Chris Paul is. <laughs> well, that's the big, I'm that's agreeing the big with thing. you guys. Yeah. I'm saying this is likely, and that there mm. would be uh, obviously suitors out there to give Chris Paul over a $100 million deal for multiple years, of course. I'm, I, I agree with you guys. That's an insane uh, answer, though. I mean, we went from Daniel Gafford right to Chris Paul. (laughs) I mean, honestly, bring Daniel Gafford back to the Bulls. That's when they fell apart. And sign Chris Paul to the Bulls. It would be the perfect mix. (laughs) I can't believe it, man. That's how much value Chris Paul has uh, built into his career at this point. Even I want him on my team. Mm. Wow. Yeah, it makes your team into a winner. Uh, That's Lee, right. He's else? a bullfrog, man. You can save him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lee, who else do you, uh, would you add to this list that's really increased their value? Well, the trade of the deadline, Norm Power for Gary Trent Jr. Gary Trent's only made uh, $1.7 million this season. And in his 17 games with the Raptors, average about 15 a game, 36% from downtown. 
a guy like that in the NBA gets paid. I think he's going to see himself getting probably a four-year to four, maybe $50 million deal out of someone, I think. I mean, uh, if you can shoot threes and you're young and you show you can really improve, someone's going to pay him that sort of money. He's a, he's a very young guy, and uh, he improved a lot this year for the, for the Blazers. I mean, Norm Powell, the Raptors, apparently, you know, didn't want to have to have to pay him maybe $20 million a year. They can get instead a guy who's probably going to cost them even more than they thought when they made the trade if they choose to re-sign him. So uh, I think he's in for a good old payday there, Gary. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I think there'll be plenty of teams interested in him. I'll add one name. I think Lonzo Ball helped his value by not playing in these playoffs because of Dennis Schroeder's poor performance in these playoffs for the Los Angeles Lakers. Ball is the best young free agent guard, and Dennis Schroeder could have taken that title. Uh, but now Dennis Schroeder hurt his value with, with just a, a subpar performance with the Lakers. Mm-hmm. And Lonzo Ball, yeah, he's he's ready to get paid because there aren't a lot of young ball handling guards that are available right now via free agency it's dennis Schroeder and then really a bunch of old guys we talk about chris paul mike conley has helped himself over the season but he's an older guy kyle lowry uh, but yeah, as, as far as young guys go that are ready to get a huge payday um yeah dennis Schroeder turned down four for 84 and uh if he gets that well, I think that's a. I don't. I, I don't know. I don't know what to say to that. I mean, if he if he if he gets that, I mean, power to him and his agent. Uh, but uh, yeah, after a poor performance here, uh, Lonzo Ball, I think, is looking pretty because there's at least there's some optimism around Lonzo Ball uh, and, and what he can bring to a team potentially a next team. And we talked about Kevin Herter. I think Kevin Herter. Uh, every, every time we talk about the the Hawks, you know, every game progresses. He looks better and better. He's still yeah. signed for another year in Atlanta. Uh, but after that, uh, also, you know, sort of in that John Collins ballpark, like, do you pay him uh, and, and try and keep this young core around, uh, or together, I should say, in Atlanta? I'll uh, go back to the Suns for a guy that's especially in the playoffs. And as the season went on, I think really uh, increased his value and in the, in the deal he's going to get. It's DeAndre Ayton. And I know that sounds crazy as a number one pick, but like, people might forget how slow a start he got off to this year. When Chris Paul came in, like it was, uh, it was rough there for the first couple of games. His usage percentage was extremely low. He's only scoring ten points per game. But as the season went on and on, he got more comfortable with his role. Probably just got more comfortable with playing with Chris Paul and playing with Booker. His numbers started to tick up, up, up. His usage percentage, his true shooting percentage, and then in the playoffs here, I mean, he's been unbelievable going against the Lakers and all their bigs and their vets. Uh, and then of course now here in the one game so far as of recording this against the Nuggets, he's averaging you know, basically 17 and 10, shooting a ridiculous 77% from the floor on 10 attempts a night, and he's anchoring the Suns' defense, staying out of foul trouble. Like, he's going to be a... He's, he's eligible for a contract extension is what I'm getting at here. Mm. Like, it's going to be a max, I, I would think, at this point. I mean, he's just like, God, this guy suddenly has already figured it out, and, like, the sky's the limit, and we have, like, obviously a good young team. Mikhail Bridges is also eligible for an extension, so the Suns are going to have some, you know, some decisions to make, or at least some uh, checks to sign. But I wanted to bring up eight and two, Lee, because you got the Suns fans really pissed <laughs> off the other day when you were uh, saying that Aiton was not a good defender. I believe I don't want to quote you exactly, but along those lines, you were knocking Aiton's defense, and uh, you know Suns fans were like, "Oh, you haven't been watching him this year. That was last year, Ellis." Yeah. What do you say to that? I say uh, he's improved as a defender, but I still don't think he's an elite defender. I think he's improved like a lot of young guys do. They struggle out of the gate in that first year or two. 
And I think he's getting better. But, I mean, he's not Rudy Gobert by any means. He's not Joel Embiid. He's got a lot of work to do. But he's, impre- he's really in- uh, improved his defensive awareness, mm-hmm. which I think is the first thing, you know. Like, so, so he's making progress. But uh, it's great with Suns fans. They're back. They're oh, back yeah. in the playoffs. <laughs> and they're back ready to fight everybody. So uh, oh, I, I couldn't believe how many tweets there are where just like your sort of throwaway line there, which I think was incorrect. I think you were leaning a little bit on a last year narrative with him. He's gotten better. You're what you are now like, we're hey, pointing hey, out. Because you didn't and, say he's not a great defender. That's what you said. That's what I said. But uh, also in the in the context of the game, I said he outplayed Jokic for that game. I think I think or you know, they at least don't through hear the him. positive comments, <laughs> Lee. You idiot! All he hears when you shit on one of their favorite players. That's all they hear, man. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> look, he's got a, a very very tough matchup. He had a very tough matchup in the first round against against Anthony Davis, and it's going to be tough for him for the rest of this series because if he's one on one with Jokic, he's going to have to work extremely hard because Jokic doesn't often get outplayed by guys, uh, certainly for more than one game in a row. So it's going to be tough. But listen, DeAndre Ayton has been very good this year. I've talked about him a lot. I think the Suns have been great. Great to have them back. And now it's great that their Suns are finally back and winning the playoffs and they're still talking. So it's great. It's it's all fun, you know? Yeah. But again, I, I, I think there were question marks at least maybe at the start of the season, maybe a little early on. Is this guy like a Max type guy? I mean, I guess when you think about it, it's like there's some similarities. There were some similarities to John Collins. And you're like, right. ooh, how much do you pay this guy? Is he sort of like a cornerstone? That's like, that's a given now. I, mean, I will say the difference, though, is that Aiton is going to get the max regardless of what happens. Just being a number one draft probably. pick. He's going to get maxed out for sure, being athletic and seven feet tall. Probably. Um, that's fair. But, you know, I mean, look, if he shits the bed in the playoffs and he's like, can't stay on the floor, you're probably still right. He's so young and you're banking on potential. But now it's just a no-brainer. And now it's like, yeah, he's $170 million over five years or whatever the heck it'll be. Uh, yeah, you can go ahead and sign that now. And Mikhail Bridges, I'll be interested to see the uh, type of extension he signs too. That's probably why Chris Paul is going to opt out right now because if he wants to stay with the Suns, like you're saying, these extensions are going to kick in soon and their team gets yeah. a lot more expensive for the young guys. So this is kind of the last time that Chris Paul will be able to sign a monster deal yep. and still be able to stick around in Phoenix. Yep. Another name I've seen a couple of times in the stream team, he was lower on my list. Tim Hardaway Jr., I think, made mm. a little oh, bit yeah. of money in the playoffs here. Second best player on the Mavs, I would say, during their series. He's going to be an unrestricted free agent. That's a money combo right there. Fearless shooter. He was 40% from three this year. Perfect sniper next to Luka. But it's pretty weird. Tim Hardaway is going to be 30 years old going into next season. Would you have guessed that he was 30 already? We had had him on our show as a rookie, wasn't he? Like... Yeah, and he definitely played multiple years at Michigan. I think he probably yeah. played two years, so mm-hmm. a little bit longer in college. He's been around for a while now, but I don't know. Seems like he should be yeah. 25 to me. Oh, I agree. I, I don't think of Tim Hardaway Jr. as a vet, and that's what you are. Mm-hmm. Right? So you're starting hitting 30 and you've been in the league for a while. Yeah, that's a good point. I thought of him in my head of like 25, 26 maybe. Sure. But yeah, Did he's going to get paid. Uh, hear that Tim Hardaway Sr., Mm-hmm. Said that uh, in the trade, Porzingis was the thro- throw-in in that yeah. trade uh, <laughs> to the Mavericks. Is he wrong? <laughs> I mean, he's turning out it's maybe the right deal. Yeah, the right move. But uh, kind of funny, I thought, that uh, he decided that Porzingis was the throw-in. But yeah, <laughs> hey, he's, he's going to get paid. And I think the Mavericks really want to keep him because uh, he, he was good alongside Luca for the most part. Still got to work on that consistency. I think that's still the only frustrating part of his game, that he can give you 40, but he can also give you four. And uh, if he can iron that out a little bit more, he's going to become more valuable. 
Oh, no. Be careful, Lee. That's all Tim Hardaway Sr. just heard you say. Oh, my son's not consistent. He's kind of come at you on Twitter. I can see it now. All right. Great start here to Beach Step In. Let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. We're back, baby. Next question. Dear No Donkey Bunch, the other day I was going to get a frosty beverage when I noticed the fridge magnet faces of Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Gordon Hayward, Kyrie Irving, and Al Horford staring back at me. If things had turned out just a little bit differently, Danny Ainge would have built a team that had four guys who could have gone off for 30 and 10. It's a little disrespect to Al Horford, I think, right there. Four guys plus Al Horford. Uh, My question is this. What's something that ultimately didn't work out for you, but you're still glad you went all in for? It's a good point. From Cheeve in Somerville, Massachusetts. The Celtics could have been. It just didn't work out. Uh, But, Lee, what's something uh, you went all in for and you're happy about it? Yeah, I remember we um, had the NBA award show, the first one, and we uh, we all went up there as uh, guests, really, of uh, Turner Sports. Well, <laughs> I wanted to look pretty Embrace. fresh. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> sort of, sort of. I mean, we weren't doing anything, really, were we? We were just there just as, you know, just to be seen. Uh, but I wanted to look fresh, fresh and feel fresh. <laughs> And uh, when I looked in the in the in the cupboard in the wardrobe at home, I'm like, hmm, what have I? I haven't got anything real nice there. So I decided one day, right, I'm going out. I'm going to pick up like at least a shirt, you know. And I went up to the uh, mall here and uh, went into J Crew, and I was like, that's a nice shirt, but what am I going to wear? I haven't got the pants. Right. Oh, there's a nice pair of pants. Oh, I need a jacket for that. Okay, I've got the jacket. I've got the pants. I need a belt. I need a new belt. I can't wear oh, one yeah. of my dorky old belts. I got the belt. <laughs> Uh, all right, I need a better shirt. I need a better tie. Okay, I'm looking fresh. I'm feeling fresh. Can't wear a pair of old stinky shoes, can I? No, you know, nope. so uh, I slipped over and picked up a pair of Steve Madden's. Beautiful, they are great color, really comfortable. 
So I ended up going, Did you know, Steve, tell you that <laughs> <laughs> from from spending, you know, ideally at the start, probably you know, one hundred and fifty to two hundred. I'm about twelve to fourteen hundred or so in the can <laughs> yeah. at this point. But then I'm in the just, big baller zone. But then I'm like, uh, I'm like, oh, that's a lot of money for like just the thing that I'm not even on TV for, you know. But then I was like, you know what? I've got. I haven't had bought a new suit for years. I need a new suit. I'll get some wear out Treat of it. Yourself. Yeah. Uh, that's the only time still I've worn it. Uh, but I was happy I wore. It. I felt great up there. You know, I felt like it was like it was worth the investment. I just sort of don't have any other reason to wear a suit anymore. So uh, it's still sitting there, fresh and ready to go. But. You know, it was one of those things where I uh, started off just thinking like it was when I went out to buy the grill for my old Weber and ended up buying a big green egg. Uh, <laughs> I went out and bought a big blue J. Crew suit. Um, so that wasn't the short suit. That no, I haven't got a short suit. No, that was just... Oh, actually, so I, I guess I wore the jacket, but that wasn't... Uh, that was just a pair of shorts that I had. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> and that, yeah okay. All right. I thought that was the NBA awards, but it sounds like Turner got their money's worth because you said we were getting paid just to be seen. And yeah, it sounds like you seen. put in some, I mean, we're getting we paid to be influencers. We're getting paid to We weren't doing anything. We were just another I'm number of people. I'm not saying we table. were doing anything. I'm we were getting we paid to promote it. We were getting paid. We were guests. We were getting paid to be Instagram influencers. Yeah. Have you seen this NBA award show? Why don't you tune in? Look at my new many, twelve to fourteen hundred dollar suit. How many grams did you blast from? We it? got one of our greatest photos ever at that award show with Diza Zamero. I was going to say Adam Silver. Oh, but sure. Diza Zamero way more cooler than Adam Silver. Sorry, that was it was worth photo. it. Yeah, I, I shook Masai Ujiri's hand. Ooh. Well, oh, mm. you're back. I, I, oh, I touched. Yeah. I think I touched Alonzo Mourning's bicep uh, that night, which Did was, uh, or shook his hand at least, you know, but yeah. he was still looking great. So anyway. It was worth it next... for me too. I, I shook Masai Ujiri's hand. That was great. Mm. Well, but you would have already shaken it before yeah. at the uh, yeah. at the Toronto show. That was a double shake. Yeah, second shake. <laughs> second anyway, shake. I've, got a great, I've got a great suit only worn once. So next time there's an award show, I'll probably bust it out again. I just thought of another photo you took that night too. Somewhere you you and TK found this cool like area in the back. I remember that had like the this glitzy glamour backdrop. Oh yeah, seeing it, and you definitely took a photo in front of that. And I'm sure you blasted it. So there you go. I probably did. I think you're right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. I told Is Kevin this also Harlan. when you ended up getting um, a top hat? Because the way you're listing these things, you're like, you went for a shirt. You ended up getting a shirt and a tie and a belt and a jacket and some pants and some mm. shoes. That would make sense for a top hat to come into your life at that moment. Yeah, nah. The top hat's black, though. The suit was blue. So, mm, uh, I remember yeah. you were looking yeah. sharp. I don't remember. Yeah. Were we actually on camera much during that actual Not at all. Uh, award show? I think we might have been for um, Monty Williams yeah. was presented with oh, the Craig Sager Award. We were on stage for that. We may yeah. have been on camera yeah. for that. Um, yeah. We walked. We walked by Drake as well backstage. I remember that. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we walked by him. <laughs> it was very cool. I to told Gavin Harlan like, Drake. Yeah, we. Well, I don't remember the Drake walk by. <laughs> you think I remember that? Because I remember telling Kel Kevin Harlan that I loved his pun of Thon making his mark when he did a, a Thon maker <laughs> pun in a random game. Yeah, uh, but I don't remember walking at this party. Yeah, yeah right. it was great. It was really took a fun. lot of cool pictures. Yeah, I took a picture with Ben Lyons. It's <laughs> great. Uh, right. Trey, you got an answer for this one? Uh, yes, indeed, I do have an answer for this one. A time I went all in on something didn't work out. 
hate to say it, the Bulls being back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely thought they were back this season, and they pretty much stopped being back the time I did the Bulls are back flop. So I do feel bad about that. I also felt bad about having Kenny Beecham on as a guest, ask him if he was happy with the Bulls this season, if they were back. Nope. We had Chris Hayes on the show, asked him if he was happy with the Bulls this season, if they're back. He said nope. Guess what, <laughs> though? Still back. Two All-Stars and a better record than the Raptors for the first time since 2015. That to me is how I know the Bulls are back, baby! Now we need to have some lottery luck here! Two All-Stars? You can't count Vooch as an All-Star. He was an All-Star in the Magic. He's an All-Star, though, isn't he? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the Hawks don't even have one All-Star currently. Trey Young was an All-Star last year. Yeah, last year. Last year? You're counting different seasons? Come on, mate. Yikes. Yeah, Yeah, it didn't go so well once Vooch got over there. Well, I mean, Zach Levine got, he was out for COVID and health and safety protocols. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of bulls are back on this podcast this year. I would love a super cut of all the times you were saying that. And then it just sort of started to uh, peter out there as it went on and on and on. But at least, hey, you had a better record than the Raptors who were playing in Tampa, man, for the first time since, what did you say, 15? Yeah, yeah 2015, also 2-1. and one. And also, they would have done better than literally any of the four teams that were in the play-in tournament and all got smizzashed by the teams that they played. Hornets blown out in their first play-in mm-hmm. game. Pacers blown out in their mm-hmm. last play-in game. Celtics, most disappointing team in the playoffs. Wizards, were they there? Supposedly. Thank you for giving us a big beef at one point, Russell Westbrook. (laughs) Wow. Uh, Just remember where you heard it first. The foundation for the next great Bulls team was built this season. You can't take that away from us. Uh, I'll throw in a, a quick. Whoa, whoa, what is happening? That's what I was talking about. Oh, right. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you're listening, jump over to YouTube to see uh, yeah. a beard pet. <laughs> yeah. Trey and Lee in front of a nice yeah, background not, not there, the nice of, backdrop. Not the one of Shaq doing it to Trey. We, we, mm. We're not showing that one. We're showing Lee doing it to Trey uh, at the uh, NBA Awards show in 2000, what, guys? 17, I 17? think 17, yeah. Okay, there you go. Wow. Nice. Yeah, that was the, the James Harden, Nicki Minaj, Bill Russell giving the finger to Charles Barkley. <laughs> yeah, nice. Those were the moments that could the Craig, Sa- Craig Sager tribute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those were the moments. Giannis won MVP, his first MVP. So was that eight? No, that was uh, Oh, Westbrook. Giannis didn't win. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right, right. Yeah. Mm. Okay. It was Westbrook. That's correct. Uh, I'll jump in here because it's been in the news recently. And by in the news, I mean on this show. Uh, I dropped my computer yesterday. My answer to this question is I kind of went all in on my studio experience we're showing to you here. Yeah, I put up the foam core. Things were looking good. I mean, I didn't go all out, but uh, the foam core was happening. It was, it was, it was sticking on the walls. But now the yeah. humidity in this garage—it's <laughs> falling apart. But I'm still happy that I did it. Still happy that there is some soundproofing. The blanket is still up. Uh, Bob is still holding the blanket. He's doing a good job on the outside of the blanket. But uh, yeah, that's my my quick answer there. <laughs> that's great. Awesome. <laughs> All right, next question here. Greetings, Dunklings. I grew up in L.A., a diehard Laker fan, but have been living in Phoenix for the past five years. I recently discovered that Cam Payne lives in my complex and have shared a few elevators with him over the past couple of weeks. I despise this man for obvious reasons as he joins a long list of small shifty guards who have destroyed the Lakers over the years. 
Name a time you were near a person or NBA player when you couldn't muster up the courage to tell him or her how you really feel. Turn up, lullabies, possum. That's from Ramez. Um, I'm guessing none of these stories will come from the NBA Awards show of 2017 because <laughs> apparently we, we just ended up talking to everybody and taking photos with everybody. But Tass, it sounds like first. we love the NBA Awards show, baby. Yeah. <laughs> we got to go back. Uh, yeah, I'll jump in here. 2011, we're in a Chicago airport on our way to Portland for our TBJ tour, the Basketball Jones. That was our name way back when. And uh, I saw Wesley Matthews in the airport. <laughs> And I'm happy to tell this story again, baby. Now, uh, the, the question uh, is, when is the time you couldn't muster up the courage to tell someone? Well, as you can see on my tweet here uh, on YouTube, if you're following along, it's not that I couldn't muster it up. I didn't want to bother him. Mm-hmm. So I, I tweeted while adding Wesley Matthews <laughs> on the tweet. So maybe I did want to talk to him. But I said, on our way to Portland, at Wesley West 2, waiting for the same flight, want to introduce myself, but I'm not going to bug him. That's how much I respect him. So people started messaging him and saying, hey, there's somebody <laughs> around, because I saw, uh, I saw him look around. They, people must have been texting him or tweeting him saying, there's somebody around who wants to talk to you. So when he did that, I was like, okay, we're just waiting here at the gate, nothing happening. We could talk for a second. So I went up to him. We talked for a few minutes. And I got this fantastic photo of me <laughs> yeah, and Wesley Matthews hanging out in the Chicago airport. Great guy. And uh, yes, just a gem to talk to. And still playing to this day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's a decade ago. Wow. Time flies. That's a decade ago. Wow. That is crazy. I still remember this clear as day. We're like, Taz, just go talk to him. Just yeah. go talk to him. It's so cool, man. And look, it it has lasted for a decade here. We can reference it. That tweet was so long ago that Wes Matthews changed his Twitter handle in the meantime. I guess I wish that kind of thing updated automatically. Like, if you're at that guy, it should update to Wes Matthews 9 or whatever it is. For sure. (laughs) And the photo upload system. I uploaded via YFrog. Remember that on Twitter. That photo's long gone. Trey couldn't save that one. (laughs) Nope. Nope. That one went under, unfortunately. (laughs) Uh, TK, what's your answer for this? Well, I got to give a quick shout out here to Set B with a comment in the stream team that really made me laugh. Sat next to Kelly Olenek at a restaurant and hated his manners. <laughs> that would be disappointing to see an NBA player just, I don't know, develop, devouring a corn cob or whatever it is. <laughs> For me, though, it's Carlos Boozer. Carlos Boozer with the Bulls. He was the highest paid player on the Bulls during uh, their Derrick Rose era when they were really good. You know, the thought was that he was going to be LeBron or Dwayne Wade or maybe even Chris Bosh. Ended up being Carlos Boozer, which was a bit of a disappointment when it came to title contending. But then you meet Carlos Boozer, and he's like the nicest, most positive guy ever. And you're like, hey, man, I know it was a bummer back in the day that you couldn't play fourth quarters. But after having like talked to him and been around him, it's like, I can see why you would be the greatest teammate ever. If you're the highest paid player and you're able to go to the bench for a defensive replacement, which Thibodeau would do all the time. It was frustrating in uh, in the midst of it, wondering why a guy making a whopping $14.4 million can't see the court in the fourth quarter. But 
It was understandable because Carlos Boozer was the nicest dude of all time. Super positive. He was always cheering on his teammates. I changed my mind completely on him after uh, having got to yell and won with him a couple of times. Yeah, he was fantastic on the show. I love this question for you, Lily, because you <laughs> usually have no hesitation when it comes to uh, wandering up to, a, you know, usually a former NBA player, current NBA player in an airport or a restaurant, wherever the hell we are. And, uh, hey, what's up? Uh, hey, can I get your text? Uh, I might have you on. Pops and text. <laughs> Anyway, do you have someone where you haven't done that uh, for, where you were a little bit, you know what, I'm not going to approach uh, him or her for whatever reason? Two years ago at the finals, uh, I can't remember exactly which game it was. I think it was game uh, four in, in Oakland there, the Raptors and the Warriors. And uh, I was talking to Mike Breen at uh, one of the shootarounds one day. And uh, I was talking to him for way longer than I thought he was gonna, I was going to chat to him. But he knew the show and, uh, you know, he said he watched the show. I'm not sure how often he watched it, but he said he, he knew the show anyway, liked the show. Uh, and this uh, came a couple of days after I just hit the game winner in the Media Metro Challenge. <laughs> oh, God. Right? And so yeah. in the back of my mind, I'm like, imagine I can get Mike Breen to go, Ellis, bang! <laughs> and it was just it was like I, I how can you know how can i go from like just having a really nice conversation really mature you know uh, serious conversation fun conversation to just saying so mike uh well just 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 kind of throw it out there wondering if you could just like maybe throw a bang on this so i could put this out this is this would just make it perfect <laughs> but uh didn't quite wow find even it. you drew yeah, the line yeah, that. Yeah, wow yeah. <laughs> Because, uh, because, like I say, I, I, I think I had met him before, and so we just started talking. And I was talking to him for probably like ten minutes, which is a lifetime for a guy like him. And, um, and we, you know, we we're just talking, and I was like, I think I can probably do it here, but you know, like, how am I gonna, how am I gonna slip this into the conversation? But I chickened out in the end, and uh, <laughs> I didn't do it. So I uh, thought your answer to this was for sure gonna be. You could never muster up the courage to tell Brett Brown when you met him for like the eighth time, and he every time pretended that he had never met you and say, "Hey, man, we've talked before. We do this every yeah. year at Summer League. I'm the Australian guy. You lived in Australia. We talk about it every year." Uh, but you never did that. I thought yeah, that was nah. gonna be your answer. Nah, nah, nah. That was more fun. I liked how endearing that was. That he was he was like the oh, uncle who just never quite got me and my brothers. The he always would say, "Nick, uh, Tim, uh, uh, Lee, Lee, yeah, yeah." That was fun that's how it felt with brett brown but the other time was actually um i guess all-star weekend in new york we were somewhere and, and it was after the game and we we're at a party and akeem elijah one was there and uh, a little bit like wes matthews he was eating and i was like oh my god it's akeem elijah one for me there's like michael jordan akeem yeah. elijah one and i'm like i've got to just hey a photo something but he was eating and i'm like eh, he's eating i'll wait eating. <laughs> eating always makes it more difficult yeah it yeah. does it does because sure. you're like too you're intimate like, you know yeah. You know, you gotta, you gotta just let the man eat. And uh, I can't remember what <laughs> happened, but the we man off. eat. And I'm like, Akeem Olajuwon, man. But then uh, I'd probably still be talking to him now if I did get that chance. So uh, <laughs> probably I worked I out right. I think that was even pre-game at the All-Star game. I was think. it? So, yeah. 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 It was in New York, right? It was definitely in New York, yeah. Yeah, I can yeah. remember the room we were in, too, because I was pumped it was Akeem Olajuwon, too. But, yeah, it was, you know, he's yeah. at the buffet. Yeah. You can't bug a man at the buffet, nah. too. He's trying to figure out what he's going to grab, what's nah. edible here. Nah. So, nah. It was cool. Uh, that was cool yeah. just to see him in the flesh. Just yeah. be around him. Uh, <laughs> guess there's some uh, DeAndre Hunter news here. It looks like uh, he's breaking. out for the season. 
Yeah, that's yeah. a bummer. There was hope that he, of course, would uh, come back in this series, but no Hunter for the rest mm. of the series here with the Hawks. That, that, that could mm. hurt. Uh, they could use him. Uh, though their bench is stepping up. Uh, like we said, Huerta is playing uh, really impressive <laughs> off the bench here. We'll see if he gets a start in Game 3. Thanks to the stream team, though, for uh, dropping some of that news. That's where I saw it. So hopefully they're right. <laughs> but, uh, I would assume they are. That Hunter's out for the season. Okay. Uh, well, let's get to one more question. Uh, we got lots actually more here. I was watching the Portland game and saw Zach Collins on the sideline. Then it hit me. I don't think I've ever seen Zach Collins play a game of basketball. I know he's played in games, of course, but it seems like he is always hurt. Can you think of anything else that you know happens but have never actually seen? Thanks. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. That's from Jackson in Lehigh, Utah. Thanks, Jackson, for the email. Yeah, this is a funny timing with this question because uh, I'll stick to basketball. I don't know if you guys have like some sillier answers, but... On Friday night, Clippers-Mavericks game six, I tweeted, I know Luke Kennard is an excellent three-point shooter, 45% this season from deep, 41% for his career, but I swear I've never seen him hit one. I was just like trying to rack my brain had I ever seen Luke Kennard actually hit a three-pointer, and I like could not pull it in my mind. Someone replied, he's a baby pigeon. You know they exist, but you never see one, which made me laugh. Uh, but game six, it held true. He went 0 for 3. I know, I was hoping, like, he's already the nerd dog to us, but baby pigeon is a hilarious That's name funny. for an NBA player. But anyway, he went 0 for 3 in game six. So I was like, see, if I'm watching him, he never hits a three, despite being a 45% three-point shooter this year. But of course, what happened in Game 7 on Sunday, he hit 3 of 5 from deep. And then in Game 1 uh, last night there, he went 4 of 6. So I am now witnessing the nerd dog slash baby pigeon knock in these threes with consistency. And it makes sense because he's a great three-point shooter. But it was just uh, it's one of those weird little things where I like could not remember him actually ever doing it while I was watching. It's probably not true, but you know, you get the point for this, uh, for this question. Anyone else have an answer, Tess? Um, mine, off the court, uh, Guy Fieri. He's definitely a chef, but I've never seen him cook a thing. <laughs> never. Always eating. Right? Yeah. That's a great point. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a great point. Never seen him chop. Never seen him saute. And never seen him flambe. Never seen him do a thing other than taste. So I was gonna say you don't count it. You don't count it when he's like in the in the uh, kitchen with another chef that's doing it and taking him through the dish. Which he's really not doing it for the most part. You're right. And maybe he helps out every once in a while, but... Yeah. Yeah. It's no. fair. Yeah, it's, wow, it's, yeah. It is. Not once. And I've seen him a lot. What Even thing? his second show, he's just hosting, right? Yeah. Guys, grocery games. He's like, go do this. It ain't cooking or anything. <laughs> you might have to go back to... like He got his start on like the next Food Network star or something. Mm. My guess is they probably made him cook back then, and he said, I made it. I'm the next star, and you're right. I am the next star. We're going to the top here by not cooking, just tasting, no flambés, just appetizer trays. (laughs) Nice. Stay safe there. That's all right. Uh, So you're telling me, hold on, that Guy Fieri, and yes, I have to say Fieri now every time. I can't say Guy Fieri. It's not right. It's Fieri. Um, You're telling me he wasn't in the back? Uh, I think it was Trey and Lee that were with me. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong. When we went to his uh, restaurant in Vegas during a summer league, we're like, let's go. It'll be hilarious. Let's just go try it out. He wasn't back there cooking. Oh, I feel feel duped. 
He's yeah, back I, there tasting, man. I guess so. Yeah. yeah he didn't did. put the nachos in the trash can. This is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Who was there? I know Trey was there. Yeah, I, I think it was us three. Yeah. Uh, not know. a surprise that I was there. Definitely a surprise that Lee totally. would go with us, but... Everybody wants some of that donkey sauce. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I love paying $25 for a burger. <laughs> Which was fine. Let's be honest. It was a burger. Nothing special it was, about it. It was a burger. And yeah. they did serve nachos in a trash lid, right? That's yeah, that's like, that's like yeah. a, the signature dish. They had the weirdest attire for the people that worked at the restaurant at the Guy Fieri uh, restaurant in Vegas. So at least that one. Because they were like... Weren't they in overalls? Or am I crazy, Trey? Like, there was a, well, there was was a like lot a, of like leather yeah. and denim. It was a, it was very much like a like a ranch theme. I would say. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, th- that's the type of uh, fabric you want to wear in forty degree heat in Vegas <laughs> uh, too. As much leather and denim you can get your hands on. Um, but awesome guy, Guy Fieri, fantastic. Uh, Lee, you have an answer for this? Well, uh, everyone's seen like puppies, right? And then grow into dogs. And kittens, kittens grow into cats. I've yep. never seen a baby squirrel. You always see squirrels just normal size. They've got to exist out there, so don't they? It's like they? the baby pigeon uh, problem mm, we yeah. just brought up. Yeah. yeah, I've just never, ever seen one. They're always just, they must just stay in, I guess, a nest or something. And then they get to that right size and they're like, all right, now we're out of here. What do they do for those first six months? Probably Nest. eat, yeah. yeah, like nurse, <laughs> grow until they no can survive seen. the outer uh, world. No one's seen it. Just waiting to eat them up. <laughs> no Nobody's one's seen, seen them, it, though. But, yeah, but you haven't gone actively searching for them. I don't know I where you'd go to find them. Where would they be? Up trees, trees. or uh, yeah. up there? <laughs> I think so. I don't know. See, no one knows. No one knows. <laughs> you got you got to follow a squirrel home. You got to tail a squirrel to its burrow and scout it out to see if they got any babies in there. Do you ever get excited when you see a chipmunk? There's a lot of chipmunks down here in Atlanta, mm. and you're like, oh, because you're like, oh, it might be a baby squirrel because of the size of it, the speed of it, the appearance. But then you're like, nope, just a chipmunk. Not really, no. No? no. Oh, okay. No. They always look like they're up to something, and you've, and you've caught them, and they're like, oh, shit, i got to get out of here. And they're off, you know? <laughs> like the cartoon? <laughs> yeah, they do. They look just like that. It's like, what were you doing there? <laughs> nothing, 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 they're out of here. <laughs> uh, who hasn't answered this? Trey? Uh, for me, it's something very recently. We were over there at the Carter Center in between shows. Laura told me, hey, you got to get this frog out. This is how frogs die. They get in pools. And they can't get out. Yep. And I was like, I'm seeing this frog try to get out of, I don't know, a foot and a half deep water. It can't do it. It doesn't have the grips for it. I've never seen a frog die in a pool, but it made total sense to me where I'm like, oh, you can swim, you can jump, but you can't swim strong enough to get out of here and you can't jump high enough to get out of here. You're going to need some help from the local frog rescue squad. So (laughs) had to go shoulder deep, get my guy. He definitely had the advantage in the water every time I would get close. He would jet to the other end. Oh, wow. He eventually hid underneath a fountain. I had to find the longest stick I could, reach out over there and poke the frog to get it out from underneath the thing. It went taken off, but then it got tired. Swimming against the current, I finally got him, held that frog in my hand, and released it to the trees. It was an American bullfrog, one of the tree frogs out there, so... You know, I put it next to a tree, and I assumed that that's where it wanted to be. I don't really know, but uh, (laughs) I hope it's doing all right. I know I hear a lot of the frogs down by the pond, so hopefully uh, Billy the Bullfrog makes his way down there. I had never known this either, that frogs can, like, drown in a pool. I never really thought about it, because you're right. You're like, well, frogs jump super high. Why couldn't they just go to the edge of the water and pop up there? But our buddy Jared, he's got a pool, an in-ground pool, and he bought one of these things 
it's almost like a cool little, uh, almost like stairs, I guess, yeah. for a frog that they, uh, if they get in the pool, they can find their way to it eventually. It floats on top of the water. They can get up onto that, and then it's sort of like a little pathway to get out of it. I was like, mm. wow. Never knew that was a thing, but that's a problem. <laughs> there There's he is. TK saving He's that frog. A, yeah, that frog doesn't look too bothered either. He's like, yeah, sweet, <laughs> let's get a selfie. Yeah, I think that frog was tuckered out from doing laps because mm. <laughs> it was going back and forth, back and forth. Frogs are fast in the water. Uh, you said it was a tree frog, right? Uh, yeah, that's what my app tells me. Okay. Do you think that tree uh, frog has seen baby squirrels? <laughs> should, have, should have followed him yeah I bet, uh, we should have tagged him put a camera on him yeah jesus a little gopro little frog Go, pro <laughs> that's pilot. a cool looking frog um, it's a great looking shirt too by the way yeah Not like a lot of compliments yeah, i saw on instagram yeah it. yeah one uh, of six um isn't that what the enrique iglesias song is about you can run you can jump <laughs> but you can escape this pool <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, actually, we have a we have a nest in our backyard. If you, if I'm, I'm pulling it up here on YouTube. Jesus, we got a lot of photos I got a, today. I got a petunia plant, and there's uh, there's some eggs happening. And I try and go up every day to to water this plant, and mm-hmm. uh, every day, Mama Wren flies out in my face. I get startled oh, yeah. every single day, and I, you know I'm not watering the eggs. I'm trying to. I'm trying to trying to respect her nest, uh, but yeah, she's back there every day, and and I guess I'll be seeing some uh, some baby wrens in there. You reminded me, Leah, that we we're talking baby p- pigeons, baby mm. squirrels. Those wrens are going to be hanging out there for four weeks, just chilling in there. Mm. Apparently, what's your power when, when rankings when it comes to babies? Uh, pigeons, squirrels, wrens, or let's throw tadpoles in the mix. <laughs> tadpoles, what, yeah. Okay, so power rankings. Yeah, like, power rankings. Come on, shooting it up. Which one's better? Which one's better? Yep. You're saying. Yep. Uh, I mean, I love squirrels. Uh, uh, the squirrels down here. <laughs> yeah. Squirrels down here in Georgia, they don't have the the color variety they do in Canada. Though. Right. They're all just light brown. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're yep. cute. Don't get me wrong. But mm-hmm. I like having some black ones around. I like yep. having some the occasional white one that was oh, hanging around oh, in Liberty Park. Squirrel? Trinity. Yeah. Legendary. Trinity. Trinity. Yeah. Legendary. Yep. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. I mean, I would like to see a baby pigeon, because that's <laughs> elusive. Okay. Squirrels one, pigeons two, and then you're down to wrens or tadpoles. <laughs> wrens, I mean, wrens got to go last. Oh, wow. Um, mm-hmm. It's tough. We're battling. Yeah, tadpole and wren both do nothing for me. Okay. No disrespect. <laughs> All right. I think the wren got the really long legs, though. Is that right? I think so. Yeah, because I, I think so. there's a wren in the river just around the corner from where I walk. <laughs> In the yeah, I think could have a pint down there at the <laughs> rent of the river. Yeah. Yeah. There's a rent in this river. Yeah, yeah right. I think so. I think that's what they are. So uh, yeah, be fascinated when those eggs hatch to see how they get their legs in there. You know, like how, <laughs> how quickly they sort of grow right out of that because uh, they're super long, super. Yeah. I'll let you know. Okay, yeah. great. Are you gonna yeah. like? Yeah, what do you do? I mean, do you? Um, the wren doesn't sort of like mama wren doesn't come after you or anything like that. I mean, yeah, she doesn't surprisingly. I, th- I would think she'd come because mm. I, yeah, I get up there and I, we almost make like eye contact <laughs> and then she just flies away. Uh, yeah, she's, she just now flies she's going to be like, she's going to find out where you have them ranked on the power ranking. For yeah. baby animals. She is not going to be happy. She have a word with you, man. All right. Here's another nature fact. Laura told me that I took at a hundred percent face value. It has to be true. Birds can recognize human faces. Wow. 
That what? seems mm. weird to me. Birds have very small brains, but animals, they can be smarter in ways that we could never know. So, Tess, I don't know. Mama Wren might be looking at you and be like, I don't love this guy being here, but I recognize this guy. I thought you were going to well, recognize well. him from the starters. <laughs> he was on an award show in 2017. He was standing on stage. He was beside a guy in a blue suit. I swear to God, I know this guy. I always well, you wear know, my though, starters like, gear when I'm out there. Always. Yeah. Magpies in Australia during like a birthing season, which is around August, September, they're vicious, like attacking humans. Like, you know, they, they swoop you. But where my dad lives, like he feeds them like mincemeat and they come down and they will never, ever swoop dad in that area. They're very territorial as well. So mm-hmm. it's like that's their area. And they come down and they squawk and make all this noise to say, hey, give us the food here. We've got the babies. We've got to feed them. Come on, come on, come on. So you go out there and throw all the mincemeat out. They come down to eat it and go off. They come down like two or three times a day. It's incredible just how, uh, like, they come right up onto the steps as well, like out the front of the glass door, like, hey, come on, come on, let's go. Like, when I was out there a couple of years ago, my boys loved feeding them because, right. um, you know, because they loved it so much. But, again, they're so dangerous if they th- see you as any sort of threat. Like, uh, Dad's been swooped a couple of times when he's been out running out of his area, and they just come from behind and, like, really leave a gash on your head. Right. Cool. <laughs> That's so, scary. Uh, I don't love that. No, no, no. But if you get on the right side of the magpies, safe as houses. Does Dickie yeah. go running with minced meat in his pockets now? Never knowing you're nah. But some, some people put a, um, a hat on with eyes like on it because oh, if yeah. they see your eyes, they yeah. uh, then they won't swoop you like yeah. that. Well, they do that so. on that show I've talked about before, Alone, where you go live in the woods and see how long you can last and try and win money outlasting other people. I mean, they do that. You do that with a lot of animals out in the wild. Mm. If you put the eyes on the back of the... The glowing eyes on the back of your toque or your hat or something like that. They think mm. uh, they get a little more spooked. Maybe don't attack you. Yeah. Especially, is it mountain lion? I forget. It's one of the lions that loves to like only attack from behind. Which, God, that's mm. scary too. <laughs> you know, look at, come on, look at me in the face. <laughs> you want to fight me? Let's go. Look at me first, like a wren. Hey, at least I can respect a wren for looking me in the eye first before trying to fight me. All right. Wow. We are learning a ton here about animals. We probably just told you every possible incorrect fact about animals there. But hey, if you say it with some confidence, who cares? Uh, Let's take one more break, but we still have a few more questions to tackle here on the beach. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Victorinox, the makers of the original Swiss Army Knife, have been a reliable companion for life's everyday challenges, mastering functionality, innovation, iconic design, and uncompromising quality with its products. The Victorinox Swiss Army Knife provides you with all the things you don't think about until you need it. Tweezers, a screwdriver, and even a corkscrew. With the Victorinox Swiss Army Knife, you can be prepared to master everyday life. You can find Victorinox Swiss Army Knives at Dick's Sporting Goods. Oh, I can't wait for bourbon time with Lee Ellis tomorrow night. Happy hour. No dunks watch party. Whatever the hell we're calling this thing. We're going to fire it up. I guess we never actually ultimately decided, did we? Are we going to do it at the start of that first game on TNT? Halftime like we had been doing in the past? Maybe we'll stick with the half. What do you guys say? What time would that be? 8? 
Uh, we got a double game game tomorrow night. Double header. I think it'd be around that. We'll probably do that. Well, we'll let you guys know uh, officially on tomorrow's daily show, and we'll tweet it out and all that stuff to let you know. Seven thirty and ten start times. Okay. Okay. So yeah, we'll probably be on around. Let's call it eight thirty nine somewhere around that. We'll come hang for an hour. Lee will make us a drink. Hopefully, it looks as refreshing as that one in that little ad read that JD threw to you. God. I had high hopes for uh, making one and uh, ran into some problems of getting the ingredients here in uh, Georgia. A little tougher than I expected for one of the fancy ones. So uh, I'm up to plan B, probably plan C actually already, but uh, Uh I've still got time, so I'll figure it out. You want to put a little uh, baby wren egg in your (laughs) drink? (laughs) I'm not Rocky Balboa. I'm not getting ready for a (laughs) fight. Well, you know I love eggs, so uh, maybe like that drink. Uh, Big egg, bad man. Yeah. A few more questions here before we wrap this up. Some really silly ones. This one, Trey, directed squarely at you. It's from Clipper Bro Jake in San Diego. Is the hobo sweep a phrase invented by somebody else, or did you guys just pull it out of your ass? I couldn't find a reference to the hobo sweep anywhere else, and I can't think of any hobo sweeps in NBA history. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Again, that's from Jake, Clipper Bro Jake. Do you want to explain for maybe uh, someone new to the show that has no idea what the heck your uh, Jake's talking about here with the hobo sweep, and did you come up with it? Yes, definitely came up with the hobo sweep, but it is a deep cut. If anybody has a copy of the Drop podcast by a little show called The Starters, April 20th, 2018, somebody emailed in asking for other names for sweeps during a playoff series. Hmm. The gentleman sweep, the douchebag sweep. They said, what's something else? I suggested the hobo sweep. The road team wins every single game in a series. It's never happened in NBA history. We got the closest we ever had during Clippers versus Mavericks, where the road team won the first six games before the Clippers ultimately eliminated Dallas at home in game seven. But like I said, I said it back in 2018. There's a couple of tweets that exist from back then. But I completely forgot about it until Shannon at Wildside Walker, Starters Tattoo Shannon, tweeted about this possibly being a hobo sweep. So I had to go back into the archives and figure out, yes, I did say that once upon a time. So, no, it's not a real thing. Yes, it was pulled out of an ass. But, yes, it is also a real thing. And now I'm going to remember it from here on out. And someday it's going to happen. Someday a road, the road team is going to win every single game, and it'll be uh, an exciting night for all of us when that finally happens. We'll get out our sticks, we'll get out our bindles, build a campfire, throw a can of beans on, and celebrate the first hobo sweep in NBA history. <laughs> what do you think will happen first, a hobo sweep or a team back from 3-0 down to win in seven? I'll wow. go hobo. I'm thinking hobo in that situation. I don't know. Down three zero, down three zero. I mean, I guess it happened at least in the history of sports, right? I think yes. the Red Sox were down three yeah, zero and they had their comeback. For some weird reason. I don't know why. I, I thought it's happened in in hockey or something too. Well, I think it's, it could be. it's happening a lot more in hockey these yeah. last decade or yeah. so. Yeah, it's happened like four or five times, I think. Wow. Yeah. All right, maybe I'm wrong. We'll put up a poll on our uh, on our YouTube page. We'll see what the people think. And just so everybody yeah. knows, the uh, the hobo sweep from last year in the bubble does not count between the Celtics and the Raptors, right? Because there's no actual traveling. Yes, <laughs> to that Boston was... and to Toronto. They're in the same spot. The road team won every home game, and the home team won every home game. Every team was the same. Right. <laughs> well, well said. Very confusing, yeah, yeah. but well yeah. said. I know what Cl- you mean. Clip it and ship it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, 
good stuff there, Jake. Hopefully uh, that uh, cleared things up for you. That uh, yes, TK came up with Hobo Sweep, and no, it's never happened at least in a seven-game series. But man, I can't wait to crack over those beans with you when it does. Do you think you <clears> could uh, put together a bindle right now? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, if like, you gave me, I feel like the tying part would be difficult to the stick with stuff in it. That, I mean, that's the whole thing, right? That's the, that's the, <laughs> the biggest part of tying a stick to a bindle is being able to support your wares. Um, yeah. <laughs> if you gave me five minutes, I could put together a, a bindle that you would rate six and a half out of ten, <laughs> I think. <laughs> you wouldn't trust me to carry, you wouldn't trust me to carry eggs in it. Yeah. Unless they were hard-boiled. Then okay. it would be fine. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so maybe, uh, I know you have that Ziploc bag of cards. I could see ourselves maybe uh, doing a couple of those NBA trivia cards on uh, Happy Hour tomorrow night. Sure. I think you could get some of those put into a bindle and we could open them up that way. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I got a... I got, well, here you go. I got my bindle fabric. Okay. The only thing I'm missing in here is uh, a stick. A good to stick. To be quite honest. Okay. Because in this house, nature stays outside. That's, uh, that's oh. one of our rules here. But, oh, wow. You know, looking here... I'm actually surprised. Yeah. The yeah, bag of cards it. fits pretty nice yeah. into the bindle fabric. Now I just got to figure out how to attach it properly. Um, Lee, I know you're bringing a cocktail to happy hour tomorrow. I am. I'm bringing a stick and bindle. There we go. There we <laughs> go. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, what are you bringing? You, you get people clicking. I, I don't know, man. I'm, just, yeah. uh, I'm here just trying to encourage people to show up tomorrow night. Yeah, I'm an ideas man. Yeah, Taz is bringing wren eggs. Wren eggs, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, wow. There's a stray egg. I'll, I'll bring that one. It's kind of <laughs> outside the nest. I'll bring that one. You got that bindle, though. I think if you tie just a couple knots and then shove the stick yeah. in, the, in yeah. the hole. Yeah, I mean, but then you got to worry a little bit about you, you can't make sure Slippage. that stick goes down. Right? That's going to slide yeah, right yeah. off. You have cards no That's why I was wondering: no is there an actual like trick to creating a, the perfect bindle? I was never a Boy Scout, so I don't know if that's Same. something you get a badge for. Yeah, all right, <laughs> a bindle badge. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, can't wait for happy hour, but we got one more question here, Tassie, before we go. Hey, no dunks crew. Much love coming to you from Ontario, Canada. Big fan and hope you guys hit that 50,000 YouTube subscriber mark soon. <laughs> you betcha. Uh, I've been streaming a lot more basketball recently with the playoffs starting and my broke ass has been stuck with an illegal Australian stream for a few games. Couldn't help but notice that almost half of all the commercials on this Australian stream had to do with treating men's hair loss. Thought I'd take this opportunity to ask the Homer Lily if this is true. Is men's hair loss a big cultural anxiety in Australia? And if so, are you just asserting driveway dad level dominance by growing out those luscious locks? Cheers, fellas. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. That's from Sean in Ontario. So, Lee, a couple mm. questions for you there. So, so um, is he, he's watching the, like an illegal stream of the Australian broadcast of the NBA. Is that right? Because well, yeah, I guess so. Yes. Maybe. Yeah, I, I don't quite get it because people in Australia can just watch the games on League Pass easily. So I would guess those commercials are the same same ones they're seeing on the uh, NBA League Pass. So anyway, I, 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 I'm a bit confused here about it, <laughs> but um, I, I don't think so. I mean, I actually messaged uh, one of my friends and said, you know, is this a thing? And he's just like, I don't know. So, <laughs> yeah, guess not. <laughs> so, one other guy in Australia. Not really, but I will say, he said, I don't think so. I, I will say, in the uh, in the 1980s, there was a uh, a very flamboyant Australian cricketer named Greg Matthews, who was um, uh, he was a very exciting cricketer, 
And uh, he started losing his hair and he started doing these really corny, like cheesy ads for this um, uh, hair loss replacement uh, thing called advanced hair. Okay. And, he, and the catchphrase was advanced hair. Yeah, yeah. And he would do that and it became... Yeah, I know. Wow. Yeah. They nailed it in with that one. Yeah. And then it became, it became yeah, so yeah. bad, though, that it became actually kind of funny that right. like, that's, that was his catchphrase. And then Shane Warne, you guys all know Shane Warne. Of course. Uh, he Warney. also... Yeah, Warney also became a uh, advanced hair person. But I, don't, I couldn't find a... Uh, Sounds a, like it's a big deal. Well, I couldn't find a video of Warney doing the um, yeah, yeah. But then I, I found another cricketer. Uh, Graham Gooch, a former England cricketer, he also used advanced hair. So maybe within the cricketing world, there's something about it. But within Australia, like not re- not no no more than here or you know yeah. Britain or Canada, or, you know people lose their hair. But it yeah, wasn't okay. a big cultural thing. Where it's like, oh man, that dude's got hair in his forties, you know. Like uh, so, yeah. No, I mean no is the answer. Uh, <laughs> a confirmation from the stream team that. Those commercials are happening. Tim saying, I'm watching the same stream, funny Aussie commercials. I mean, if you watch NBA TV in the U.S. here, now that you think about it, there's a lot of hair club for men type commercials. Yeah. Uh, a lot of uh, yeah. copper fit commercials. It's the same. Well, yeah. Carl Malone used to do Rogaine ads back mm-hmm. in the day. Mm. I think this is a worldwide thing, men worrying about losing their hair. <laughs> mm. I think yeah, so. It turns out yeah. it is. Yeah. I can't believe there was a guy named Gooch. Was he telling you to grow more hair on the Gooch? <laughs> Graham Gooch, former England captain. Yeah. Uh, Gucci. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> oh, he started that fashion brand, huh? Wow. He yeah. good for himself. Gucci's. <laughs> I, I just never want to see that Frank Thomas, Doug Flutie ad ever again. Oh. I'm not even going to name the company, but it's just the same thing. Can you get it up? Essentially. He doesn't say that. Yeah. It's like, come on, man. Get it up. That's all I got to say. Uh, I, would, I would happily watch that commercial right now during games, because like I said on one of the podcasts recently, it feels like we are just watching the same commercials over and over and over again. It feels like mm. there's eight commercials. Like that State Farm where Jake shows up with Chris Paul and, uh, and Sabrina from the WNBA, like, oh my God. How many times have we seen that? You've seen it like a hundred times at least by now. Though it suddenly changed where he didn't turn into a basketball and he turned into a cardboard cutout. So I was like, oh, okay. Changed At least out. that's happening now. At least that's a tiny little bit different, but yeah. Ah, oh, man. Just to pull back the curtain, I forgot to get to that question on last week's Beach Stepping Podcast, but don't you worry. We got it in this one. <laughs> Asking Lee about hair loss in Australia. Mm. All right, guys. Keep sending in your questions. No dunks at theathletic.com. You can tweet them in at no dunks inc. INC. You can leave them in the YouTube comments below this video. NBA questions, non-NBA questions, we'll take them all for next week's Beach Steppin'. Back tomorrow on Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern, live on YouTube, breaking down the Nugget Suns game to action. Really excited to do a deep dive on that one. And we got a little up-down fun. Yeah, the up-down report is back, guys. Nate Bjorkren out as Pacers head coach. We'll talk about that. LeBron James changing his number from 23 back to 6. We'll talk about that. A few other things uh, in the up-down report that we'll uh, tackle on Thursday's daily podcast at 10 a.m. Eastern, live on YouTube. Fun show. Thanks to the stream team for swinging by once again. Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. 
Thanks for joining us, folks. And remember, no team in NBA history has come back from 3-0, but can you guys name the only one in modern history that came back from 3-0 to make it 3-3, only to lose in the seven Ah, uh, Mavericks and the Blazers. Oh. Correct. Yeah. Wow. The Blazers came back in the first round yeah. on the Mavericks to make it 3-3, but the Mavs still ended up winning game seven. How about those Canadians, though, in the hockey? Okay, what do you think about this? The CN Tower in Toronto lit up red, white, and blue to celebrate the Montreal Canadiens as the only Canadian team left in hockey. CN Tower? Cut or uncut, says (laughs) (laughs) people. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code The Athletic, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a fifteen hundred dollar first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.